This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Cause we're gonna be What's your advice for small business owners with limited budgets? Is it some local listings and SEO? Writing content? Social media? Antoine, what's up brother? Gary V. Uh, but you know that. Uh, you know, look, this is always the best question. This is the question that I uh, rappled with, rappled, uh, grappled with, uh, you know, when I got involved in my dad's business, it's very hard. What do you do? Like, I made flyers at home and gave them out when people walked into the store. When you're hustling and you've got limited budget, you're in trouble by many people's points of view. Let me give you the real first answer. The real first answer is work more. The greatest way to close the gap financially is to put in the extra two or three hours. So, whatever you're doing, add an hour or two to each day. Still eat healthy, still have sleep, but an hour or two of hustle, a little less watching Game of Thrones marathons and Madden 15, you know, extra hustle because when you're limited, that's the play. To me, Facebook dark posts has one of the best ROIs right now. Google AdWords is always a strong contender. Um, you know, banner retargeting. It really depends on your business. It depends on your, if you're e-commerce. To me, those three would really work. If you're a local business that's trying to drive people into the store, you start looking at Yelp and Foursquares and things of that nature. Sometimes it might even be, believe it or not, local radio and local cable television. Believe it or not, there might be ways. But the truth is, there's very specific answers based on very specific small businesses. But don't, don't lack hustle. Biz dev. One of my favorite things when we didn't have a lot of dollars was biz dev. Go to the barber and be like, can I put some flyers in my, of my business in your store and then you can put some, you know, there's that move. There's the call for advertisers thing that was my classic YouTube video. We can link that down below. That's probably the second time in three episodes we're linking it, but it's a classic. It's go and get the money. And so um, those would be my first answers to a local financially strapped. Networking, hustling, biz deving. Go to the local businesses around you, trade. Go to the Chamber of Commerce events, figure out if you can do something, and just print coupons and hand them out, you know, in quotes. If somebody goes to a restaurant for the first time and has a flawless experience, the statistical likelihood of them doing a second visit is about 40%. They come you back a second time and have yeah, a flawless yeah. experience, the statistical likelihood of a third visit is still about 42%. The third time they come, the statistical likelihood of a fourth visit is over 70%. So, wow. you gotta market to three visits, not one. Visit one free wow. rib dinner. You sit him down, put yeah. a red napkin on the table, not a white one. Identify him as a first-time customer, connect with him, and work to get him back a second time and a third time. Once they're there the third time, you own them. My man Holy Chandler. Man, the uh, red napkin thing is genius. Because, you know, in a fast casual environment, we're not hitting that table side, let me, but let me give you let me give, a napkin that's red on the Chandler, table. Let me Can give I you, detail that go for ahead, him? Go ahead. Okay, so you put a red napkin at the table. Gary sits down, he's eating dinner. Now he's getting his free rib dinner, orders water, costs him nothing. I know he's right. a first-time customer because he's got a red napkin. When he's leaving, right. the manager comes to the table, writes on the back of a business card, $5 off chicken. Did you like the ribs? Loved them. You gotta try my chicken. Come in for the chicken. Now I'm prompting a second visit. Not with a printed coupon, and a handwritten yeah. card. Now he comes in yeah. for the second visit, drops the business card on the table. Everybody knows this is a second visit because red napkin was the first yep. visit. Second visit, oh you finish gosh, the yeah. meal, you go up, you say, so how was the chicken? It was freaking great. Are you full? Totally stuffed. Man, next time you gotta try my cheesecake. Peace, free piece of cheesecake. Now, three visits. 
Ribs Wait, cost a me pizza? A piece, a piece of, of cheesecake. Oh, I thought a pizza-flavored so, no. cheesecake. So, I was like, that's fucking brilliant. So the rib dinner cost me $5. The chicken was yeah. a washout because it right. was a discount. That's right. The cheesecake is $1.35. Right. For about $6, you got three visits out of them with a 70% likelihood of a fourth. Let, that's the way you right. market a restaurant within that, the four walls that, of it. That is, that is, that is, that is huge, right? That's Chandler, why you two are the best. Chandler, let me give you, let me get, listen, let me give you one more for the road, mister. There was, me a very, want, there was a man. very interesting <laughs> thing that John said because I grew up in that environment too and John's from the traditional marketing world that we grew up in, from pulling from his world. Notice how he said, first time customer, I'll give it to you. Because the traditional retail and bar thing is like, look, it's more, exp- like if you already got somebody in the funnel, the cost of acquisition for a new buddy is very, very, very powerful. I used to do mm-hmm. that too, but it was tricky, right? Because now some of your old time customers may see that and they've got that angst of, wait a minute, why am I being not treated that way? As a loyal customer, you just want new people. And it's always been a, a friction for us, right? In the re- right? Now, right. I just went to Instagram, right? I typed in Lexington, Kentucky. Got it? Yes, sir. I'm looking at nine posts right now that are the top posts and ungodly amounts, unlimited amounts of people's posts that are from Lexington, Kentucky. I went down all the way down and that's from 48 minutes ago. 40 pictures down, 48 minutes ago. Thousands of people are posting right now on Instagram from Lexington, Kentucky. I go to the top nine posts. I click the middle one. It's a nice little cute couple, right? They got 298 likes. Abby, she's got two, she's from somewhere. She's part of a, a sorority. It looks like she has two thousand three hundred eighty-seven followers. There's a triple dot in the top right corner on Instagram. I hit it. It lends me send her a message. I send her a message. Abby, see you in Lexington. We love being part of Lexington. Here's a twenty-dollar off coupon, ten-dollar off coupon, free chicken. Only she sees it. You're grabbing somebody who has a big social media profile. You've not hurt any of your loyal customers like me and John had to back in the day. She comes and she posts a picture of the food and creates word of mouth. Now that $5 acquisition created no friction to loyal customers and because she's now media, she amplifies it and you're getting an 80, 500, $4,000 media amplification against your five fucking dollars. And last one yeah. thing, don't discount. People get addicted to discounts. They don't get addicted are, to free. If you're running, if you're to, if you were given a, a client that says, "Hey, run a campaign for us for a luxury underwear company." Okay, so are you on the creative side or on the media amplification side or both? Where are you sitting? Both. Right. So I think yeah, I think and, I think, and this is men's or women's or. It's it's men's and women's. Even though I think there's a bigger market for women, they're starting with men. So it's starting with men. Yep. Okay, I would hang up the phone right now and I would direct message every dude on Instagram that has 500,000 followers or more and tell them that you need to blow up this underwear brand. What do they want? Okay. And, and that's Done. it, bro. And I'm telling you right now, now you'll get blocked after a certain amount, then you'll go to Twitter. This is literally hardcore knocking on doors Good-looking dude models on Instagram, athletes, even comedians, even non-good-looking dudes wearing that underwear, the exposure for the cost is so low and it's instant. 
instant impact on the brand. Make sure the URL on the Instagram account is linking to the cart. Make sure your your make sure their Instagram account of this brand has 15 to 20 pieces of content on it that look the part, looks right. Um, and then you just literally biz dev. Your job here is to be the architect of the success, not the creative director or the media planner. This is literally just siphoning the underpriced nature of personal brands on Instagram, which is very visual. This is underwear. This is a fucking layup. And when you ask them what they want, they're pretty much gonna say, just give me free free underwear? No, they're gonna ask you for fucking money, bro. So (laughs) what you need to figure out is how much money you have. Now, if you hit up somebody who's extremely good looking but doesn't have a big audience, like Andy. If you hit up Andy, Andy, how many followers do you have on Instagram? Oh, and you're very, and you're very good looking. You got that's most right, of that. Most of that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, all right. So, Morgan, how many followers do you have on Instagram? Do you have uh, any idea? Not that many, like eighteen thousand. Great, Andy. Yeah, this is huge. Mm-hmm. So, Morgan's a perfect example of who not to hit up. He's <laughs> he's uber famous. No, he's too famous for the reach he has on Instagram. So, he's not going to take four bucks to post an underwear, right? And, and Plus, I, nobody wants to see me in my I underwear. Do. That's your I do. No, I actually think, I think you need to have a mix of like Ronaldo and like Jake, right? Like we have to like mix it up, right? Like, well, that's, you, a, that's what I think. I think you should find, I think you should find some of the people who are the least attractive people on Instagram and like also get them underwear and say, and have this campaign be like, we all want, we all want to feel good naked. And no, yeah, because yeah, we, no, we all want to feel good in our underwear. As long as that person has a ton of followers. That's right. Right, so like to me, I agree. Like I think you should go to anybody if they have a million followers. The problem is they're gonna ask for money. So the question is, do you have any? If you don't, you've gotta change it up again, which is if you wanna be successful for this brand, you can hit them up and say, hey man, we, I, I'm working with this one client. I'd love for you to post. You have 87,000 followers. I'd love you to post. On the flip side, I'll make three pieces of content for you, for your account. You've got to make a trade. Life's about trades, right? We started with this with the state, whether it's the state and a person, whether it's two people with a business in the middle, it's all about trades. And so you need to figure out the influencer market on Instagram, the price, the value, because that's where the action is, especially for something as visual as an underwear brand. How much money do you want to wear the underwear? I've never done a brand deal in my entire life, so whatever the current value of the New York Jets is, so for $2.1 billion, <laughs> I'll wear that underwear for the rest of my life. But I, look, and it's ironic, and it's a great question, you're gonna make this piece of content more valuable. I don't do brand stuff because I've decided to build an agency, I've done other things. So like everybody's got their own thing, right? Like there's a lot of, but for example, let me give you a good one. Braxton Miller? Jalen Reeves Maben, John Toth, guys that work at Vayner Sport, guys that are signed to Vayner Sports. Because I so desperately want them to be successful and to show the sports world that I'm good, I would do something. Maybe I would be in the video of the producing of the video commercial for Braxton in his underwear, which then I could share on my channels. There's a way to get me. Literally, the answer to your question is probably $500,000, because the million dollar man's right. Right, everybody's got a price, right? But by the way, I'm not even remotely close to 500,000. But if you gave but if you gave one of my athletes 35k, I'd probably give you the same amplification because I need that to work. So, now look, those are big numbers. You're probably dealing with a start up, startup, so you have to go to people that want 500 bucks, 100 bucks, 1000, a free lunch, some free content. Yeah. And so maybe you're not going to get people with millions, but guess what? 7,000 here, 9,000 there, and what one thing I would highly recommend is attractive people. 
Attractive people is an arbitrage in life. If you're yeah. good looking, life is better. So you might be able to get somebody who has 6,000 followers. Who's really, really good looking. Who's really good looking. Yeah. And it just might have the right 6,000 people paying attention to that dude. And So you're gonna have to get educated on it. But the, the macro answer is Instagram influencers. I know that for fact. You just have to build up your skills on it. Got it? Yep, got it. Thank you, sir. You got it, brother. Yeah, so I'm currently uh, working on a book and I'm like interviewing different entrepreneurs. Like what advice would you give to someone that's trying to uh, get a hold of like influencers and stuff like that? Twitter, 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 Twitter. Period. Twitter. No LinkedIn, no cold emailing. It's not gonna work. Go figure out the 500 people you wanna interview. Go see what they're tweeting about. Whatever, if you wanna interview Cam Newton, go look at Cam Newton's last 10 tweets. Try to jump on the last thing he's talking about and add value to the conversation. Say like, yeah, or disagree, or no way, or whatever you want to go with it. Create some context, and so don't ask for the interview right away. Get into a little banter, build up a little rapport. This takes a lot of work, Cam. This is five, seven, 10 hours a day, every day for a month, but you get, then you go in for the ask. You get a little context with these people. You ask them to interview them. They've been talking to you about sports or wine or candy or sailing or surfing or, or, or raising children over the last month. Now they got a little context for Cam on Twitter and then Cam goes in for the ask and one out of every 80 of those unbelievable people will say yes. So if you think about 80 people getting one to say yes and you needing 20 people, that's an unbelievable amount of people that you need in your ecosystem, right? That you're talking about 1,600 people that you're hitting up, which is gonna take you months, but it's putting in the work and that's how you'll actually get them. Got it? Manning Elevator wants to know, how do I use Twitter search for something as unique as elevators? That's a good question. Uh, I, I love talking about Twitter search, something we haven't talked about in a long time. Uh, I think Twitter search is the most interesting functionality in Twitter, maybe besides video replies, which I've been knocking out of the park. Um, I think that that's a tough one. Uh, you know, first of all, is it elevator repairs? Um, are they selling elevators? Like, what are they, what are they doing? Uh, you know, to me, you know, Twitter search is amazing, but there's clearly certain very narrow niche things that may not over-index in, in that environment. You know, if you're, I see India's doing some work to try to figure this out. If you're doing elevator repair or selling elevators, you know, Twitter's not gonna be the most fertile grounds of people being like, you know, I don't, I don't feel like I'm building a building right now as a developer in 2015. They make them and they do the upkeep. Yeah, they make them and upkeep it. You know, I don't think these developers in today's day and age, maybe in 20 years, something like Twitter, but I don't think a developer's like, hey, building a building, wondering what to do with the elevator. You know, I think you're better off going into the content game, maybe creating an infographic of like seven unknown facts of elevator upkeep and then making that a slide share and a Pinterest pin and then directing it into LinkedIn and running ads against the people that make those decisions at, you know, at developer firms. So I don't think Twitter search is, is probably worth your while. I think the other thing you could do if you decide to make a very heavy consumer-facing brand, I think the one white space for B2B people is to make some make really intriguing videos that aren't boring that could create general awareness, right? Uh, I think general awareness, when you, when you think about Intel, it's a chip, right? Like, but there's general awareness around it and then you start looking for it. Um, there may be a play where you make videos that are 
whether they're funny, whether they're intriguing, thought-provoking, emotional, videos for B2B companies that create mass awareness that then allude to we're sitting in a room as developers and saying, you know, we're building out the scope and of course we're looking at RFPs and RFIs and looking at like the cost but you know, having our brand top of mind is good to even get into that play and that's branding versus sales. Twitter search is a, is a non-recommended play in June 3rd, is it June 3rd? On June 3rd, 2016, 2015 uh, for Elevator Media manufacturers and service providers. Not a, not a recommendation. No, no, no. Hey guys, I hope you really enjoyed this episode of the Gary Vee Experience. Now go out and share this, pass it on, let me know what you thought.